When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got a couple of advisors from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, Gary and Don Crawford with me. We'd like to talk about money with you for an hour or so on the weekends. And we're going to talk about inflation to start out with. You know, a lot of negative economic headlines, a lot of people getting down on the economy. But it's good to have some uplifting news. There's an old Olympian, and I use old in air quotes because for an Olympian, he's old, but he's younger than me. He wasn't about to let younger athletes push him out of his sport. So there's a little inspirational story we're about to get to. But how's things going on in your world, Gary and Don Crawford? Things are okay. Pollen counts high here. Oh, man. I tell you what. Yeah. Pollen is uh, bad and it'll continue to be bad for probably another month or so. At least. Yeah. yeah. It's cold one day and hot the next day. And And you want to open your windows and doors because it's great weather. But uh, yeah, you're letting all the pollen in. I didn't even go ride my mountain bike this week. I said, no way. There's no way I'm going to go through the woods, you know, going as hard as I can and just breathing that in as deep as possible. It uh, didn't sound like it made too much sense this week. Yeah. When you say it like that, it sounds really gross. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> All right. So let me bring up this. There's a survey from the Senior Citizens League that says inflation is having a big impact on seniors. And from what they claim is half of seniors have spent down at least part of their emergency savings to deal with the inflation 48% have had to visit a food pantry or apply for food stamps, which is scary. 44% have run up credit card debt, and 23% said they need help paying their energy bills. Wow. These are some pretty sad numbers, Gary. How do you guys put a strategy in place to help people deal with their finances through times like this? Well, you know, what we see, there's going to be two sides to this. So I'm going to start with the other side. And then I'll go back into some of the things you just went over. But I noticed you said half spent down their emergency savings. Now, I know most of the people that come into our office over the past few years had really stockpiled a lot of cash. They pulled their investments, maybe went during COVID, they were concerned with investing. And right now the volatility continues with Ukraine and Russia and that whole mess going on over there. But savings account for some people got massive, and it's been a great place to pull money from while their other accounts were invested, or at least I hope they were invested. But for some, like you talked about here, it's been more difficult. And really, where we see the struggle is with working America more than retirees. I mean, the retirees that were on Social Security, they still got the stimulus packages and that sort of thing that helped them out. But the cost of goods has been pretty tight. But we have also seen at the same time where a lot of people aren't doing as much still, especially some of the retirees maybe have chronic health conditions and that sort of thing. They're still kind of 
not comfortable or confident with going out and, you know, being around crowds. So people have been able to work with the pandemic, but everyone's hiring now, right? So if you're working America, it shouldn't be too hard to get a job right now. I think you can pretty much see that anywhere you go. Everything's understaffed, but hopefully this is a thing of the past and we can get back to your question here real quick. So I think you just have to have a plan. So if you're nearing retirement or already in it, it's always something you need as a plan. You need a sustainable income plan. And usually we say your income plan should have no risk. Now, everybody's situation is going to be a little different, but I think the money you count on for income shouldn't have risk, especially when you look at the longevity that people are having nowadays, the inflation numbers, and all these things really start to compound. But we also need to have money that's working long term for you for growth to allow for supplemental income in the future or unexpected life-changing events such as like healthcare or loss of a spouse or something of that sort. But really, just having your money work for you is going to be important, but also understanding your level of risk with the amount of assets that you have. That's something that needs to be considered. Well, you hear a lot about Social Security as an income source being inflation-adjusted, but even with its cost of living adjustments, pretty sure it's not keeping up. I mean, just look at the cost of healthcare that's skyrocketing far more than the, the average cost of living adjustment. So what do y'all do about higher healthcare costs coming up in retirement? Yeah, it's crazy because the COLAs really don't do too much because it gets taken away with Medicare usually. And like this year, we've seen a huge the highest Medicare, Medicare increase. increase. It went up like 26 or $28 this year to 170 for the average retiree. But there was a new report from AARP, and it says the average retiree spends the equivalent of 30% of their Social Security income on health care. And when I started looking at this, I got my calculator out, actually. I was like, okay, this is the average Social Security we see, and 30%. And to me, that seems kind of high. But obviously, you take into account many of those may not be in the right Medicare plan. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, is perhaps they're in the wrong Medicare plan or they don't have Medicare Advantage plans in their area, possibly. Mm -hmm. So they're on supplemental coverages where they're paying a premium. And that's not necessarily the most efficient way for everyone. So you need to take time to evaluate your income sources in retirement. Make sure you have a good handle on your expenses and include the health care cost. And if you're not sure, you know, really how this is affecting you or if you're in the right plans, we have a whole team of four individuals at our office. That's all they do is Medicare. It's awesome. Uh, so they know the ins and outs of it. So if this is something you're concerned with on the health insurance side, give us a call, pick up the phone, 352-320-2060 or go to retirementpinnacle.com and you can request a phone call or an appointment there. All right, let's shift to something a little more uplifting than getting ate up by inflation. Because my quick story on inflation is we got the um, notice from the IRS where they said, hey, your economic impact payments. The stimulus checks we got over the, the Coronavirus Emergency Act last year, you know, all those little checks that floated in the mail, it added up for us because we have a bazillion kids. It was like eight mm -hmm. grand, but I think the average wow. household got like six grand. But if you're making $100,000 a year in your household and inflation's 10%, you lost 10 grand of spending power. So that money wasn't free. And not only did you not get ahead, you got behind with all that. So Inflation just makes me uh, gag a little bit. So I want to go to something positive here. We just got out of the Winter Olympics, and there's a, a snowboarder who's old by Olympic standards. He's 40 years old, and he finally won gold in Beijing. This is his fourth Olympics, and he had never been on the podium before. Way to go, Nick. Wow. I know. Good for Nick. You know, yeah, give me awesome. a little hope. Yeah, that's awesome. So I guess he's like the old man of the Olympics. But his race partner, Lindsay, 
36 years old, and they were competing against athletes that are about 20 years younger than themselves in the mixed snowboard cross event. So check out this optimism from Nick. As you get older, it's tough to watch the young kids kind of take over and try to push you out of the sport. So that hunger, it's, it's strong. And um, as long as you're willing to put in the work and you still have the dedication for the hard work, you can really push yourself to a new level. Donna, I bet you that resonates with a lot of people who are in the workplace. And as you get older and more experienced, you see these younger people coming in and maybe undercutting you or with a different set of skills, and they feel like they're being squeezed out of the workplace. How do you help people like that, Dawn? Well, I think we've seen a lot more of this just in the past couple of years, and it's due, of course, to the pandemic. Um, According to one claim in 2021, there were 2.7 million jobs available for workers under the age of 55, while those over 55 had only 28,000 potential positions. And the number of people over the age of 55 participating in the workforce, right now it's down by 2 million compared to the pre-pandemic levels. Well, they could probably get a job now, though, if they wanted to. Probably. I mean, you know, (laughs) all these fast food restaurants, but is that where they really want to go? Probably not. I mean, but these older workers are being pushed out of their jobs as a result in businesses trying to get workers to come work for them who will take less pay. Right. We all know if you're a seasoned employee and you tend to earn more money than your younger coworkers, these companies are like wanting to cut costs and save money. And the majority of our clients who are still working full-time, they're roughly five years or less away from retiring. So in this situation, we would reassess revisit and re-strategize what we had initially planned out for them. And in many instances, we've only had to make minor adjustments to their current plan that we've laid out, and they've been able to handle an early retirement with ease. Yeah, that's awesome when we can sit down and do that with folks, though, you know, because that's the big thing is, are we going to have enough money for income, the lifestyle we want in retirement? And when we can actually lay it out and show them, hey, here's black and white, here's the figures. This is what you have. This is what it's going to look like. And you could retire. And you right can retire now. if you really wanted to. And that's great. That's a great meeting when yeah. they walk out of there and they're just so excited that they can actually retire. And then they go home and think about it for a day. And they're like, okay, we're okay. going re- to retire. <laughs> we're going to retire. Especially <laughs> teachers, I swear. Yeah, yeah. How hard is it to go to work when you know you could retire and be okay, have a similar right. lifestyle? Now you're just doing it for funsies. I bet you a lot of people hit the <laughs> retirement button. Yeah. All right. I got another clip from uh, Nick Baumgartner, the snowboarder, the old man at the Olympics, the snowboarder. You get one shot at life. You should live the life you want and um, don't let anything stop you. It doesn't matter how old you are. Hard work is the answer. Go out there and get it. Now, a lot of us are past that, you know, 40 year old phase. And when you talk about you get one shot at it in this phase of life, you're looking at retirement. You get one shot at that. So how do you make sure people don't mess up their one shot to get retirement right? Well, here, let me give you my little take before I get into the retirement part on it. You know, I think this is great. I mean, this guy's 40, which is not old. I'm much, I'm older than him, (laughs) but I am an athlete myself. I ride motocross, I mountain bike, you know, I like water sports, like surfing and that sort of thing. But it's true because the average age for the competition that he's competing in is 27 years old for males. And he's had the drive and the commitment to accomplish the dreams, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's worked hard for it. And like he said earlier, you know, they try and push you out, the younger people and in motocross, I'm a big motocross fan. And, you know, by 30, 32, 34, they're retiring, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like, wow. So, uh, and I see some of them who've, who've ridden till 40 and, and they just recently retired and it's like, wow, 40 years old. But think about 
being an athlete, how hard that can be on your body. I think everyone, what we can take from this is everyone has a bad day. But, you know, I look at when I first started my business, I was like 23, 24 years old. And I definitely had some struggles, you know, over time trying to figure out the business and, and how to work with people and that sort of thing. But I always looked ahead and I tried to learn from my failures. And I think that's what really makes people succeed is just moving forward, putting 100% into becoming better. And I think this also goes into your retirement because when we're working with people, the same thing with our firm is we're constantly working and it's just not our firm. We're a part of an independent financial advisory group that's nationwide where we share ideas and we see how we can we get better? How can we make our experiences better for our retirees and our clients and just make it more fun, I think is really what it is. But for people that are working still, you know, really focus on and putting that money away. You know, maybe just look at maybe what you can do. I talked to my sister recently this week and she's like, yeah, right now we are trying to live on one salary and we're saving the entire other salary. And maybe that's possible for some folks. And I know it's possible for some of you listening if mm -hmm. you're still working, but I know that it's not always something you can do, but really focus on that and make a, a strong effort. You have to discipline yourself. Yeah, because retirement can last, what, 30, 40, 40 years. years now. So really think about that, what it's going to take to have the lifestyle that you desire. So yeah, that's my take on that. Don, any follow-up to that? Because I feel sort of inadequate. Gary's talking about being motocross and what was that, windsurfing and all this other fun stuff. I hurt my <laughs> just back. Regular, just regular <laughs> surfing. Regular surfing. I hurt my back a few months ago because I sneezed too hard. Oh, hey, I actually did that, that. I, okay, I did okay. a few months ago, too. <laughs> you're not alone. Better, yeah. You're not oh alone. Oh, my gosh. It's like your ribs in the back, you know? <laughs> oh, how did I even do that? I didn't do any. I was putting on my socks. For nearly 20 years, we've been doing that, walking our clients through a thought-out process to help them come to the right decision for inflation, market volatility, and making sure your money lasts. Reimagine your retirement. If you are already retired or will retire in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now, 352-320-2060, or go to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. That's Gary and Don Crawford. I'm James Parker. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors in studio and they're financial advisors. So when they talk about money, it's a good idea to pay a little bit of attention here. If you have a question for them, either for the show or you want to contact them at the office, 352 320 
2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. And, you know, they do a lot of preparing and saving for retirement and guidance there. It could be a challenge for all of us, but they deal with a lot of small business owners and small business owners have some unique concerns and challenges of their own in the financial world. So I want to spend some time today talking about how you can prepare for retirement. If you're not retiring from a corporate job, you know, like with the 401k and a pension and all these things, if you have to take care of it yourself, Gary, what's different about small business owners? Yeah, I think there's a total different struggle there sometimes. And really, if you think about it, if you're with corporate America and you have, you know, a big company that's provided a 401k and even health insurance benefits, maybe you didn't have to come out of pocket for your own, maybe just for the family. But when you're a small business owner, it has a little more of a dynamic to it. So I have some alarming numbers here I'm going to share with you. So if you're a small business owner out there, definitely listen to this part of the segment. So uh, these stats, by the way, come from SCORE, which is an organization that supports small business owners. And it had some information in here. 34% don't have a retirement savings plan. All right. So think about this for a minute. 34% have no retirement savings. So guys, Social Security was never designed to support you through retirement. And if you're counting on that for your only source of income, you're going to have a pretty boring retirement. Okay. And there's going to be some struggle there. And I'm sure that's not why you are an entrepreneur, and that's not why you tried to succeed in your own business. So you need to start saving today if you're not. And you also need to evaluate how much money do I need to obtain a sustainable supplemental income in retirement. That way you can work towards that goal. Another number is 40% don't believe they'll be able to retire at 65. And I get it. Again, you have to have something that will provide some additional supplemental income. And it could be things like you don't think about real estate, uh, monies you've put aside for your retirement, whatever it might be, but you're going to need some other sources there. So, you know, that's one thing if you're a small business owner to think about. I know we're going to get into some more detail here, but that's where I would start. All right. I don't like those stats very much. We also know that small business owners are, are struggling with fallout from the pandemic. We had a, a report from January this year from the National Federation of Independent Businesses that say optimism is at an all-time low. 61% of small businesses were forced to increase prices to offset costs. So, Don, I mean, this is rolling into the whole inflation discussion that we've had on other shows. A lot of small business owners might be ready to just call it quits and hit the retirement button a little early. Yeah, I mean, because you're not guaranteed a paycheck at that point. That's right. You're not guaranteed that. So when we watch the effects of the fallout right here in Ocala, a well-known restaurant. They've been around for over 35 years. They had to close their doors because of the increasing prices of goods and the increase in rent. And they just couldn't do it anymore. So at some point, I'm sure they had to make the decision to either raise their prices or charge extra for items and risk upsetting their customers. Which they were doing. Which they were doing because they were basically having to nickel and dime things. It was a la carte. It wasn't like they just went across the board and raised the price. It was... Yeah. You got your bill and it was like everything itemized. was itemized. Yeah. yeah. And so they had to, or did they start putting their own savings into their business just to keep the doors open? And I'm hoping these owners didn't put any portion of their own savings into this restaurant, but most likely they were probably trying to put their all into it. And I'm sure they were determined that it would eventually bounce back because it always had. But I believe this same scenario may be true with so many other small businesses out there. So not only have they lost their moneymaker, but they've also lost whatever savings they've had as well. 
in my personal opinion, to those small business owners who are contemplating putting their own savings into salvaging their business, don't do it. If you can, borrow from a bank or a financial institution if you can qualify to do so. Right. Or maybe even look at, you know, you hate to let somebody go, but maybe even have to scale back just for a period of time. But definitely, you know, look at your options before you just start doing that for sure. Because once it's gone, it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the challenges for people who own or work for a small business is a lot of them don't have that employer-sponsored retirement account, so 401k or 403b or whatever the other options are. So what do you do to set up something for these guys that don't have a retirement plan coming from their employer? Well, we share what we do a lot with people. I mean, there's younger people that we do work with. I mean, we do specialize for that pre-exit strategy through retirement, but we have a lot of professionals here in town and small business owners that we share what we do. I mean, we're a self-employed firm, but we have created different things for ourselves. So here's a few things you can do. IRA-based plans for self-employed. They're SEP IRAs. They're simple IRAs. So I'll kind of go into what those are. And these are things that you can do because everybody's concerned. Well, I can only put you know, my limit and my annual contribution limit into an IRA. But if you're self-employed, these limits are much higher. So SEP IRAs are for self-employed individuals or employers who have at least one employee. So that could be you and your spouse, you and a business partner, yourself, whatever. You're able to make larger contributions. So maybe you can contribute $25,000 a year. It's a large percentage of your income. So that's going to be helpful. Simple IRAs, and this is for any self-employed individual or employers with 100 employees or less. And this works very much like a 401k because the employer can match and the employee can also make contributions into that. So those are helpful. And those can be on any type of an investment platform. So people say, well, how is it invested? Is it a fixed account? Is it invested in the market? Uh, do I have control over some of these things? So with both of these, the simple and the SEP IRA and the self-employed 401k, which I'm going to talk to you about in a minute, you have opportunities to invest differently, even with some of the employees in it. So there are a little bit of flexibility with that. There's another thing, self-employed 401ks. And this is for anyone who is self-employed business owner with no employees. So it's funded by the employer and there are contribution limits to it, just like anything else. So it would be your own business, your own money going into it. But the owner can't take money from this plan until they reach 59 and a half, because that is the age with any pre-tax dollars before you're able to you know, dip into those without that 10% federal penalty. But the plan is terminated. You are able to go ahead and take some monies out, or if there's like a life-changing event that qualifies you from a withdrawal without penalty. So if you're a small business owner and you don't have something like this, or maybe you do, but you don't ever see your person and you're just not sure how it's performing or if it's the right fit for you at this time, or maybe you can contribute more than you have been, pick up the phone and give us a call today, 352-320-2060, or go to our website, name of our show, retirementpinnacle.com, and you can request an appointment there. All right, so let's say you're a small business owner, you get all these good ideas set up, you contribute to them, you actually have some retirement savings and some of these retirement vehicles. Let's talk about the transition, the lifestyle change when you finally do leave your job behind and you go into that next phase. Don, talk about that, that process going from the working life to the retired life as a small business owner. Well, there are different types of transitioning that takes place when a person retires. And it's a process that will most likely shift over time. 
And while many people consider retirement to be primarily a financial change, it's more than that. It's your lifestyle, your identity, your health. Those things are going to change as well. Sure. So the transition from saving for retirement to living in retirement needs to factor in those changes. And so this is why we find it's essential, essential to create a plan in retirement. And by doing so, not only can you spend wisely, but you can also spend in ways that are aligned with your goals and your values. And when you have a curated plan specifically tailored for your life, you actually may find the transition to living in retirement to be a smooth one. Yeah, you have to see what it's going to do for you. You got to see what that picture is going to look like before you retire. So that's uh, definitely gives you confidence. All right. What else do small business owners need to go through when they make that transition into retirement? Really think about a few things. So when people retire, I mean, a lot of people who live here in central Florida did not live here before, right? They worked up north or whatever the case may be, or maybe you're from this area and you don't want to live here when you retire, or maybe you want to move over to the beach or closer to the grandkids whatever it might be, one of the 55 plus communities right here in Central Florida, we have some great communities. So where are you going to live? Where do you want to live? And I think that's a huge question because you don't want to just be retired and buy a big house here in town if this isn't where you want to be. You need to understand what the cost of living is where you plan to retire. And I think this is one of the reasons people move to this area really from out of state is Florida does not have a state tax which is a huge benefit. It's a big savings compared to if they were up in Connecticut or or some of these other areas. But that within Florida, if you're where we are, it's not quite as expensive as it is down in like Sarasota. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there's different parts of Florida as well. I mean, if you, like Dawn said, Sarasota or Fort Myers or Fort Lauderdale, I mean, the cost of living is is astronomical down there. So how much will it cost you to live where you decide to retire? And what are the things you're going to want to do? Because it's not like our grandparents and, and even your grandparents where they kind of stayed home and, you know, sat, sat on the, the front porch chair, chair whittled wood and, <laughs> and chewed tobacco or something. It's different, right? I mean, everybody has hobbies and that's why people are living longer. The lifestyle is huge and it's very catered to as well with a lot of these communities and think about it. So I'm going to pick up golf or I'm going to pick up fishing or whatever it might be. I mean, everything costs money. So what are your hobbies going to cost you and how much is it going to cost to travel? Entertainment's a huge thing. I mean, everybody's going out to dinner. They're going out having drinks with friends. They're doing whatever it might be. And entertainment really adds up. So how much will these things cost? And I think the most important thing is where will your income come from? And really, this is the first thing you need to consider is where will I get my income? And what lifestyle can I truly afford? Mm -hmm. So these are the things you really need to ask yourself before you retire. All right. If you you got some questions for the show or you want to contact Gary and Don Crawford at the office, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. Coming up next, we're going to continue talking about small business owners and their unique challenges preparing for retirement. But if you are your own boss, this next segment is for you. We're going to walk you through how to prepare an exit strategy and some of the other factors you need to consider as you head into retirement. This is Retirement with Pinnacle. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? 
The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're financial advisors, so when we talk about money, don't pay attention to me, pay attention to them. Uh, If you got a question for the show or you want to call them at the office, it's the same phone number, 352-320-2060. The website's retirementwithpinnacle.com. And we're helping out small business owners, especially self-employed people. Because, you know, they have a different set of challenges preparing for retirement. If you're your own boss, things are going to look a little different for you. And you don't really just get to pick a retirement date and walk away from your job that easily. Gary, talk about some steps that business owners don't want to overlook. Yeah, and that's something that is so important. I wrote an article in Kaplinger last year about an exit strategy for retirement. So Google it, pull it up. You can go to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. And under the Meet Our Team, you'll see my Kiplinger articles on there too. But a lot of people think of an exit strategy as a way to end a business. And really, you shouldn't look at it as that. Of course, you may want to walk away from it, but you should probably think of it as a plan that will move a business towards long-term goals and allow for a smooth transition. So again, creating that strategy and planning your exit out a few years is going to be key. And I'll go over those years with you in a few minutes here, but all exit plans will be different depending on the size and type of your business. But the main thing everybody's business is going to have in common is the end goal for all of them is to help create a foundation for future goals in a new direction, whether that's retirement, or your business, you want it to continue with someone else, but you need to decide what will be done with your business when you call it quits. So are you going to close and liquidate or sell to a new owner? Perhaps you want to pass or sell the business to a family member, such as one of the kids. Maybe they're already working for you. Or maybe you have a plan to pass it down to employees who have been with you long-term and they understand the company's values so they can continue to provide service to your customers. I know there's a print shop here in town I won't name it, but that was their business plan. And they're still there. Um, I think they're really getting out. They're in the very back anymore, not really in the business doing too much. But that was their thing is they worked hard and they love their employees. And they wanted to make sure that that business could continue and those people would continue to have a job. And I think that's awesome, you know, and that's what they did. But those employees understood their values. And that's pretty key, I think. And well, we also have some clients that sold their business to their daughter and her family. And they are actually taking, that's some of their income for the next five to 10 years. Right, right. Yeah, so you can do that. But it's best to think through your plans well ahead, you know, because time's going to be on your side. You don't want to make an emotional decision about your company in the future. And think about it right now. If you were selling your business today or in the last year or two, That'd be, mm-hmm. you know, a little uncomfortable. Possibly. Especially if you're selling like a restaurant or something. Yeah. Get yeah. Hard. So yeah. your planning should really start no less than five to seven years out. 
All right, so tell me what you would do five to seven years out, you know, as opposed to the guy who comes in at the last minute and he's just scrambling to throw something together when he wants to retire. Well, again, the reason for the five to seven years is this, because it's going to allow for normal economic cycles. We're seeing some things right now. I don't know if it's a normal economic cycle, but inflation, right? Mm -hmm. Cost of goods is up. Interest rates are low. This is an economic cycle. COVID was not. That was a pandemic. That was a scare, that sort of thing. But you need to make sure that how are these going to impact your business, either in a positive or a negative way, but you need to have time to make some adjustments to write out some of the bad years. So things you need to do, there's consulting firms that will evaluate your business to give you a value of the business, and that's all they do. So that's a good starting place. You can actually Google you know, companies to value a business for sale or, or however you want to do it, and, and you'll be able to pull some of these things up. Definitely check reviews on these things. Um, I actually searched some of these the other day as I was preparing for the show. And you want to make sure that there's a lot of reviews. Don't pick one with four or five, 10, 40 reviews. Pick something with hundreds, hundreds. of reviews because they are out there. Even get like testimonials, I would ask. So if you are going to have somebody help you value that business, maybe see if you can get some referrals of people they've worked with before. I know people that come into our office. They like us. They say, we like you, but this is our life savings. I mean, here's a lot of money. This is what we've worked hard for. Would you have somebody we could talk to? And, and we always you know, offer those referrals as well and references. But first, value that business. We could sit down with you as well. Start looking at what you've accumulated, what your social security is going to look like, what are some other income sources, what do we expect from the business, or what are you wanting to expect from the business? And we can do some of this before you even get a valuation of it. Just to give you a little transparency on what some things might play out and look like, or maybe, hey, you're probably going to need to work a few more years to hit your goal. It sounds like such a, like a personal, maybe intimate process because a small business to the small business owner is his life's work. This is what he's been doing for the last you know, three, four decades, and now someone's going to come in and try and tell him what his entire life's work is worth. So that's got to be a real sensitive subject, you know, appraising the value of your business, the assets, the investments, and really just evaluating, hey, how did you do during your entire career is sort of the, the report card that you're getting with that. Yeah, but, you know, there's so many things that can have an effect there, too. So, you know, really, I do get it, though. That is kind of sensitive. I hear you. So let's talk about that process then. As you get closer to retirement, taking that step for small businesses, appraising their value, their investments, that's got to be tough, but you got to assume they also have a pile of cash. I don't know what it's in. Maybe they did take advantage of one of those. Would you mention a SEP earlier or self-directed 401k, something like that? Mm -hmm. so, so what do you do with that pile of money? I know you don't want to touch it until you retire, but now you're retiring. What happens to that? You don't want to touch your retirement funds until you absolutely have to. And that's, of course, when you are retired because you don't want to be paying those penalties and unnecessary fees or unnecessary taxes, because some of these accounts too charge you fees up front, penalties up front. Right. And I think Dawn covered it earlier is if your business is not doing well and you are in that five to seven years prior to retirement, the last thing you want to do is take those monies and apply them to your business to kind of sustain it. You really need to start looking at some other options, like should I scale back and that sort of thing. But once you start getting closer to retirement, again, you need to kind of adjust your risk because you've been in accumulation mode, right? All these years, really trying to put money away, accumulate, accumulate. That's what these accounts are for with the compounded interest. That's why they're tax delayed or tax deferred products. But when it comes down to it, 
you want to adjust your risk as you get a little closer. The last thing you want to do is be in your last year or two of selling your business or retiring and, oh, I just lost 30% in my portfolio. And you get antsy because it's an emotional thing. You're that close to retirement and you make a bad move, put things in cash or possibly just totally stay in without any adjustments because, you know, you need to stay invested, but you need to tweak it and rebalance it a little bit. So if you don't have professional management on those accounts, it could really be a disaster for you as well, even doing kind of the buy and hold strategy. And that's why it's so important to plan early your exit strategy for doing that because we've seen people like we have, I'm going to call them types for lack of a better word, but you, you get the first type of person coming in and they're getting ready to retire and they've done what they've always been told to do, which is put money away for retirement. If they come in and tell us they don't know how they're going to take income from those monies, they don't know what to do after their last paycheck or you know what to do after the business closes down or they sell it or whatever they do. And they're panicking and they're uncertain. And this scenario is not uncommon at all. And then you have the client that's been working with us for four to five years. And we've helped them prepare that exit strategy. Initial plans are already set in place. And all we're waiting on is for them to say, hey, I'm ready to retire. Right. Yeah. Everything's pre-planned out. So they already know how we're going to cover their health care, how we're going to transition the accounts, where the income's going to come from, you know, how we'd make up the income if a spouse passed. I mean, everything's laid out. And I mean, think about that for a minute, James, you know, you retire without a plan and you have all this stuff and all this money you accumulated and you have no idea how it's going to work for you versus I've been working with somebody three, four, five years out prior to retirement. And I've known for the last three, four or five years what it's going to look like Mm -hmm. when that time does come. I mean, just think of the difference in your confidence and in the stress and anxiety. It's not there. So let me throw a scenario out. I'm thinking of a family friend. He owns a gas station in a small town. He saves nothing for retirement. He has nothing going on. And his entire plan is when he wants to retire, he's going to sell the gas station and probably get a little bit north of seven figures for it. And that's going to be his retirement plan. What would you say to a guy like that? I don't think that's a great plan at all. But unfortunately, if he's already at an age where he's getting ready to retire and that's his plan, he's got to somehow... I don't know. He's really got to talk to someone. Well, I mean, saving's a good start. So, I mean, that's a really good start. You have to get ready for that next chapter of your life. But you need to do more than that. You have to have that strategy for income. So he's going to have this big chunk of money. If he sells it for what it's worth. Because he may, in his mind, he may be saying, okay, it's going to sell for this much. And it may sell for a fraction of what he's thinking in his mind. That's true. Yeah, because he's thinking he's going to get seven figures. He tosses around, I might even get like $2 million for it. But yeah, what if he gets like 600000 for it? Or like, less. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. If you've got to find that person who really wants that business. What if it takes him five years to sell it? That's <laughs> right. There's not a whole lot of people running around buying gas stations all right. the time. My concern for him, and I've tried to beat this in his head, of like, what if you just have a heart attack and you're forced to retire immediately? Like you can't. Yeah. Then what? Take it over. Yeah, that seems like the the scary part. But he's just throwing dice in the craps table is is what it looks like to me. And we see that quite a bit. And people don't think about that, too, is the health. How long am I actually going to be able to work? Is you know, I I plan on working another five years, but things come up, right? And that's what you're talking about. Right. Because if he's forced to retire and it's not on his own timetable, I think he's going to be in big trouble. Absolutely. All right. So let's let's talk about what that number should be. Uh, How much money should 
you have saved for retirement? Where should you save it? How can you make sure it's going to last after you do retire? These are the big questions everybody must have. Well, I think the biggest thing is, like I said, saving is a good start, um, but you really have to get ready for the next chapter of your life. So you have to have a strategy for the income. So when you stop earning your regular paycheck, what's it going to look like for you? And we just kind of went over this, but I'm going to get a little more detail here. So if you're listening right now and you don't have an income strategy, I invite you to give us a call so we can help you. We help people just like you every day. And this is all we do. We create a budget to figure out how much you're going to need for the retirement you've been dreaming about. So we talk about two types of income on our show. And we talk about it with our prospective clients and our clients that we work with every day. There's a required income and a required income is, hey, how do I pay my bills and survive, right? But nobody wants that in retirement. They have a desired income. You know, how can I travel, my hobbies, all these additional things, entertainment, going out to eat. We need to know what that number looks like so we can help you achieve that and figure out how much you need to get there and what tools to use to do that. But uncovering the main risks posing a threat to retirement include like inflation. We haven't heard any of that lately, right? No. Stock market volatility. That's not going on right now. Um, potential tax increases. Another thing that's not going on right now, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Everything's happening right now. Um, skyrocketing healthcare costs. That's something that's going to continue. But if you're in the right plan, it doesn't necessarily have to be a problem. But remember, it's not always about your income. It's what will at some point affect your income during retirement. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying if it will, when, when it will, because it's going to happen. There's going to be something that's going to affect your income and there needs to be a plan in place for this. So you need to learn about options for generating income in retirement and what are the right tools to use to get the results you require. And I talk about tools. Tools are investments, guys. So you know, there's stocks, there's annuities, there's bonds, there's mutual funds, there's life insurance, there's CDs, there's all these different tools, but they all spin off for different results. So you need to make sure that you're using the right tools to achieve what you're trying to accomplish. And you need to learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement. Because that's the most important thing is even as costs keep rising, as we're seeing right now, again, using the right tools is key. So if you're not sure if you're using the right investments or tools at this stage of your retirement, you need to contact our firm today. It's complimentary, okay, to do this analysis, and there's no obligation. And this is just for listeners of today's show who are retired already, or you're planning to retire in the next 10 years even, okay? Call 352-320-2060 and ask for your retirement income analysis. Or you can go to our website, name of our show, you can't forget it, retirementwithpinnacle.com and request your no obligation appointment there. The things we talk about and the strategies we use are designed to help make sure that the money won't run out no matter how long you live in retirement. And we're not doing this to make you rich. These tools aren't to make you rich. And we do have those tools too, but <laughs> we want to make sure you don't end up outliving your retirement savings. And I think that's such a concern for folks. So again, our number is 352-320-2060 or go to retirementpinnacle.com. All right, this is Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. To attend one of Gary and Don's seminars or to schedule a meeting with the team, visit their website, retirementwithpinnacle.com for more information or call 352-320-2060.
Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors here to help you with your money questions and money answers as well. And they get questions each and every week. Sometimes it's about the show. Sometimes it's probably more often it's through the office, people coming into Pinnacle Retirement Advisors with their questions. So let's go open our retirement with Pinnacle mailbag and go over some common retirement questions. And uh, here's what I printed out this week for the crew. Our first question, my son is starting his first real job after college, and I don't want to be too overbearing, but I do think it's important that he starts early with saving for retirement. And I don't want to just assume that he's making the right decisions. Is there a good way to approach this so I don't come across as patronizing? Yes, helping your young adult kid investing. What do you do for that, Gary? Oh, wow. Us parents, you know, with the kids, they they don't ever feel that way, do they? (laughs) You know, I think the way to start that is really just to kind of be optimistic with them and, and be excited for them and just say, hey, listen, this is awesome, this job that you have. And what are they offering you? What type of benefits are they doing? You know, and really just kind of go into it. And I like to share with my kids, even now, or even younger adults that contact us, some of the things that I have done or shown them, you know, a compound inflation calculator, get a compound inflation calculator out, show them, hey, if you put this much money in and they're matching this, how much you're going to have by the time you're 35, how, by the time you're 40, by the time you're 45, 50, go all the way up to 65 years old. And just show them this is with the minimum. But as you make more income, obviously, you want to add more. But I would really just kind of be excited for them. Talk a little bit about what you've done for yourself if you've done something good for yourself. Well, if you're showing them that calculator, that um, sure, start off with a low number and just say, hey, if you just put this much aside, look how much it could potentially gain when you're 65 years old, by the time you're 65 years old. And sometimes if they see that, they'll be like, wow, that's a lot. I mean, we started off with our children, actually a life policy. Sure. So that life insurance policy will actually accumulate. It's not for the death benefit per se. Right. You know, because who wants to buy life insurance on their children? But that will eventually give them not a huge retirement, but that will add towards some of their retirement. Yeah. My daughter actually contacted me this week and she's like, Hey dad, I was going to buy a life insurance policy. Do I already have one? I'm like, yeah, I have a, I have a policy I pay for. And she's like, Oh, okay. Well, should I get another one? And I said, no, you don't need another one right now. This is substantial. And we pay as much premium as we can into it. It's like a forced savings account for her. 
and it's tax-free. So it works like a Roth almost. The accumulation in it, the growth is tax-free, the benefits tax-free, anything with that contract is tax-free. So that's a, a nice opportunity to use. Your kids are probably going a little softer on you because you're actual financial advisors. My kids aren't old enough yet, but I think they're going to have a harder time trusting the radio host and his financial advice. <laughs> well, I mean, we did start our insurance policies for our children at a younger age. But when my son went into the Navy, I mean, he's guaranteed a paycheck now. And I told him, I showed him the potential that he could have when he was older, you know, what this life policy could do for him. So he actually took over the premiums and I told him, if at any time you can't afford to do it anymore, let me know so that I can help pick those up until he can start doing it again. Right. But so far, he's been able to keep up with it. Yeah, but I really, just to kind of go back and answer that question one more time, try to be excited for him. Try to make him feel excited about some of the benefits maybe the company offers. Um, if they don't offer anything, just show him maybe some things he can do outside of that, like contributing to an IRA or a qualified account of some sort. All right. Well, uh, I think that's a pretty thorough answer. You want to go to the next question? Sure. All right. This one came from the email. Is it a bad idea to try and start a business in retirement? I don't want to work full time anymore, but I've been toying with the idea of starting a consulting firm. Does that even make sense or should I let it go? I wouldn't say that's a bad idea at all. And we've had several clients who've decided to do the same thing when they retired. But that being said, make sure you set up boundaries for yourself. So he stated that he didn't want to work full time. So if you feel strongly about that, make sure you put the necessary parameters in place so that you don't end up working more than what you really want to. Oh yeah, because you'll get sucked right into it. You're, you know, 20 hours a week that you want to work or 10 hours a week. To 60. Ends, yeah, yeah. Right. And I would suggest starting off with a small clientele because you never know, you may end up having too much fun being retired that you don't have time to work anymore. That's true, right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it's a bad idea. Also, make sure it's something that you're knowledgeable in. So if you're going to do consulting, obviously, it's going to be in a field that you've been working in, you have expertise in. What we do see sometimes is people worked for a certain company, and then they want to start their own business. And sometimes they work out well, and sometimes they don't. So Again, don't take all your retirement savings and plug it into a business because it could potentially be a disaster. You worked hard for that money and once it's gone, it's gone. So try to lend if you can um, or borrow money. Borrow. I apologize. Um, and try to be as efficient as possible with it that way. I always thought it'd be cool if uh, in retirement, just for funsies, just for a little extra money, I drove Uber, like especially on Friday and Saturday nights. I think that would be a hoot. Like that would be entertainment. <laughs> it would be the people yeah. you get in the it car. It could be, but right, it can right. also be a mess in your uh, car true, too. So true. Yeah, look, you get to make a little bit of money and there's not a whole lot of overhead. You're going to have a car anyway, so it's not like you could burn through your savings and really ruin your financial situation. But that's yeah. probably not for everybody. I'm just a people person. All right, next question. We just received an unexpected inheritance after my great aunt passed away. Based on previous experience, I know my husband and I will have different ideas for what to do with the money. The money is under my name, but I don't want to disregard all of his ideas just because it's mine. But I've also never been the breadwinner, and I've never had anything like this in my name only. How do I figure out what to do with it? Hmm. It's a really complicated one. Yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is what was the previous experience? You know, was it money that you got and you just kind of blew it on something. So to start, I would try to express your concerns. 
about having the money maybe for retirement or whatever you have in mind. And you're right. A lot of people like to spend money, especially when it's inherited to them or given to them because they think, oh, that was kind of free money. I didn't really have to work for it. So we're saving over here. So I'm just going to take that money and it's easier to spend, right? Yeah. I, I see that. Big trip. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I see that. But at the same time, you know, you need to really look at where these funds could really help you eliminate debt possibly or be added to your retirement savings. And it's a great idea to meet with an advisor prior to receiving money. So if you know you're you're receiving it prior to, now it sounds like you've already received this money. So I just want to give you a for instance, you may want to meet with somebody prior and it's just a good idea because meeting with an advisor could potentially save you a lot of money in taxes, unnecessary taxes or anything by how you received it. So that's a good thing to start with there, okay? But just talk about it. And, you know, if you're unsure about something, reach out to the firm. You know, we can walk you through scenarios that could help you come to a decision that works for you, really. Well, this sounds like you're kind of overlapping into Dr. Phil territory. Oh, gosh. Because if they disagree, you know, husband's like, I want a new truck. Wife says, I want to take a vacation. Or husband says, I want to invest it. Or she says, I want to pay off the house. It sounds like you're going to be refereeing some of these decisions more so than just plugging numbers into a spreadsheet. We're talking to Gary and Don Crawford, the phone number. 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. Next one out of my stack here. Y'all ready? Yep. All right. This one says, I'm 68. My wife is almost 60. I have a pretty good life insurance policy for her when I die. But is there anything else I should think about? I don't want to wait any longer to make sure she's taken care of when I'm gone. Oh, that's kind of nice. Well, my first suggestion be sure that life policy that you have is reviewed on a regular basis, whether it's annually or biannually. You want to make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do. But more importantly, and this is something I'm passionate about because I see a lack of it on a regular basis, is if you have retirement accounts, savings accounts, other insurance policies, savings bonds, whatever else you have, your wife should have a good idea of what's going on. Even if she doesn't want to know the specifics of the accounts, you two need to sit down together and go over it and then make sure she has either, you know, a drawer that she can go to, a folder, something she knows that she can easily access when you pass away. But if you really want to be sure she's going to be taken care of, we can help guide you. For nearly 20 years, we've been doing that walking our clients through a thought-out process to help them come to the right decision for inflation, market volatility, and making sure your spouse is taken care of. Reimagine your retirement. If you are already retired or will retire in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now. 352-320-2060 or go to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. So on the website, there's an events tab. You guys have some events that uh, pop up in the area from time to time. Who needs to be interested in that? Well, like I said, if you're already retired, don't think it's too late because a lot of people when they're retired, they're like, well, we've already retired. We already have things in place. But I'll tell you what, more times than not, and sometimes people will come into the office and we'll do our discovery meeting and maybe they have some things pretty good, you know, but a lot of times people just like us and they, they want to work with us, uh, which is great. But more times than not, they have a lot of accounts all over the place and they really don't have a written plan. Uh, maybe they have an idea of how they're going to take distributions or withdrawals from an account. Or, and sometimes their ideas are good, 
And just recently we had somebody in this week and you know, how they were taking distributions was really probably not the best way to do it. No. You know, and it's hard to argue with people about it and you don't want to do that, but you want to just maybe reassure them, say, hey, there might be some other opportunities here or maybe a better way to do some of these things. So if you're retired, don't think that just everything's set. Because again, it's not about just your investments and how they're performing. It's about what are things that will happen during your retirement that's going to affect your income, it's going to affect your lifestyle, it's going to affect everything. So we need to have a plan in place how those are going to work because really having the confidence by having a written plan, that's key. Because if you just have a scenario in your head, it's, it's really not a plan. All right. Thank you very much for hanging out with us, Gary and Don Crawford of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. One last time, the phone number is 352-320-2060. And the website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. Come back. We'll do this again next weekend. This is Retirement with Pinnacle. Do you need a second opinion on your retirement plan? You can't get a second opinion from the one who gave you the first. So call Gary and Don Crawford at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. For more info, visit retirewithpinnacle.com. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. 
It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.